from brutality to kill the podcasts who multiply and are legion. To this end, Ludas, your god, gave you trash south street. Another freeze up about to happen. Government, if not shut down, I the disarray. Was fine. They're fine, but there's like that executive. But another state of snowstorm is. And that's the thing. It's about, maybe it's hard. It's like power. every weekend. It seems like every other weekend. There's every just, time our podcast is podcast. I think they know. I think it's just cats. Who are these cool cats? It's It's March 3rd. I believe we've had more snow in March. Second. Oh, shit. Get your shit straight. It's daylight savings next week. Is it? Whoa. I don't know. I'm all cattywampus. Doing sniffing glues and whatnot. Here's that. So what's up? What's new? I haven't seen you since last Sunday. Yeah. At Punk Rock Flea Punk Market. Punk Rock Flea Market. The vinyl edition. Yes. So what'd you think? I liked it a lot. That was the first time you were at Punk Rock Flea yes. Market, Yes. So Punk Rock Flea Market was at the... Root Down Brewery off of... Um, it's not right on Bridge Street. It's behind Molly McGuire's no. in Phoenixville. Uh, I think the low bridge. I and I was looking for an open lot with just tents uh, and tables. That makes sense. I would have been wandering around forever. Well, I but told my... you Root Down Brewery. Yeah, I can't remember. Just check your text message. It doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> I can't read either. All right. Um, but um, yeah, so it was a it really was good packed. show. A lot of stuff. Um, I, I go, I try to go every month, but I mm-hmm. skip a lot. I tend to be sometimes busy on Sundays. But sometimes I'll, it's usually like 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. So sometimes yeah. I'll catch it at the end. But with Punk Rock or the vinyl edition, I kind of wanted to get there a little bit. So yeah. all the stuff, that good stuff didn't go. And I thought it was... We got we got there around two thirty. It started at yeah. one. I was talking to Nick Lombardo that um, runs the Colt or not the Colt the horror first Friday uh, yeah for um, the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, and he was saying you couldn't even walk in that back room. It was so tight. Like he just had to sit at the bar because there's you oh, just really? couldn't get yeah. back there. So uh, we went at a good time. You could mm-hmm. walk around a little bit. There's there was vendors I couldn't get to. Like my friend Bill had a Bill Scudder had a. A booth there, I couldn't even get to. Yeah, it. I had a hard time navigating. I did get a lot of stuff. Yeah, I I got a decent amount of stuff. What'd you get? Oh, you went to my to Bishop Brand. Well, uh, Google him or check mm-hmm. him out on um, Instagram or Facebook. He's got a lot of good stuff. Uh, like, yeah, I got to tell you about his. So I got a lot of, um, you know, punk not being my forte. Forte. I do like punk. My 90s, whatever. So I got, um, this is what I got. I got a... Uh, You're more into like new wave, kind of alternative, like early punk, like Bauhaus, yeah. Peter Murphy, like Bree, like that's a, mm-hmm. how I consider it. And I thought Bishop would be up your alley. And he was, I bought most of my stuff there. So I did, this is what I purchased. I did get the birthday party featuring Lydia Lunch. Yeah, I'm a little jealous of that. You should be. You should be a lot jealous. <laughs> the birthday party, uh, of course, being Nick Cave's band before Nick Cave. And they're all doing a lot of heroin. I didn't even know that was existed. I think it was a live thing. They only re- recently it's released. It's really it. awesome because I'm. I mean, I'm a big so, Lydia Lunch yeah. fan. They got Sleep, The Clarity, 
dwarves. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I can't remember. Oh, something about there's some titties and girls on yeah, the cover. That's about every dwarf. I like the dwarves. I got Bedtime for Democracy by the DK. So why'd you get that? I like I like the Dead Kennedys. Yeah, I was just wondering. As I had a discussion with my brother because he said the same thing. <laughs> He's like, I thought you hated Jello, and I was like, No, I like the Dead Kennedys. It's just when he does his fucking old man. No, I hear you. Gripes I shit. like Dead Kennedys. Too uh, drunk to fuck is my favorite. Dead yes. Kennedy's um. I don't know. Um. <laughs> pull my strings. That's a good song. Uh, only the cool You're like kids Holiday are... in Cambodia. Just a good song. I'm yeah. Knock anyone for saying that. But um. Did you go to any other vendors? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I got. I went to Creep Records. Yeah, I, I saw Eric Victor, the guy that yeah. runs it. Was. Uh... I bought Castle Talk, Screaming Females. I bought the Hot Rock Ooh. by Slater Kinney. Not one of my favorite Slater Kinney albums. That happened to have its 20th anniversary that day. It's crazy. I gave it a listen. I can't say it's grown on me much. There are songs I like, songs I don't. There, are, it doesn't matter. This is a Slater Kinney podcast. Um, and some others. I can't even remember. Um, dum, dum, dum. I can't remember what you. You buy anything good? Uh, I bought a bunch of seven inches. Um, I don't remember the. The guys that I bought from, I know I've bought from record stores in the past or record conventions when they used to have a big one in King of Prussia at yeah. the Sheridan. I recognize their faces. Mm-hmm. I think one of them, one of the stores might have been on South Street actually or right off of South Street, maybe third. I forget the name of that shop where Alana from um, Tribe 13 used to be. Yeah. I bought from one, I bought uh, an early um, H2O. Did you just fart? No, that's upstairs. There's a lot of weird <laughs> I was like, whoa. You an early uh, H2O 7-inch, uh, which I don't think might have been original press, but nothing like that special about it. was like five bucks. I bought a uh, Lifetime early 7-inch. I bought some splits, Rambo and Crucial Unit. I sent you that picture. I don't yeah. really remember. Lots. I got like another uh, like comp that had like Slapshot and a bunch of different um, bands on it. Um, that's all I really remember. Off the top of my head. But it was good. I, I spent a lot of time playing the golf golf yeah, game with, with Victor. Yes. But Victor was very good. Yeah. He he likes going to punk rock for yeah. the market. He didn't want to leave. Because he's so punk rock. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then um, my friend Chris Brickhouse, he uh, does a couple uh, homeless outreaches. I forget the name of his organization. Um, you could probably look it up on our Facebook page. But anyway, they were doing donations there. I don't know if you knew that. But the, I did you could not. drop off like snacks. They give like little bags out mm-hmm. for people. Homeless uh, lunches mm-hmm. and dinners or whatever, and like socks, coats, yeah. stuff like that. So oh, they nice. run that. I think I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a good time. And Kirshner was there. Yeah, I did see Kirshner. He was spinning. Music. I saw Tony. Yeah. Whatever. A bunch of people who I sort of recognize. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people. I saw Mark Zimmerman. Yeah. I saw Vincent Victor. <laughs> and then afterwards, I was strolling around Phoenixville. Yeah. Um, did you come across a dead body. I did in a way. Become fascinated by this Impossible Burger. Do you know what the Impossible Burger is? I've heard of it. So the Impossible Burger, for those of you who are Philistines, basically a vegetarian burger that's supposed to be pretty much indistinguishable from meat. Okay. To the point where it'll actually, if you get a medium rare, it'll seem to bleed, so to speak. And it's like beet juice. There's actually a Freakonomics podcast on it. Only certain because of demand. Did Did you eat it? I did not because, so Taste in Phoenixville yeah, actually has the case. Impossible Burger. I didn't realize they that They were was closed the same due thing. to a water break. Uh, I, I went to Taste once and it was it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But yeah, Impossible Burger is not is only available from certain restaurants because they can't keep up with the demand. Really? And there's a big lobby effort by the Cattle Association I heard about to this. make it illegal. 
Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's a couple companies, just Beyond Meat, mm-hmm. which have a actually pretty good burger. I can tell the difference of if you're used to, like, if when I usually get burgers out, it's usually, like, at a restaurant and it's, like, you know, and it's probably better meat quality yeah. than going to McDonald's. I don't eat a lot of beef in general. Mm-hmm. It's kind of few and far between. But I eat, actually, veggie burgers a lot. I eat, it's, I forget what it is, I eat this mushroom and lentil that's pretty good. But I think that Beyond Meat has been the closest to like a real burger yeah. in texture and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like anyone cares. Um, <laughs> the cows do. Yeah. So how about the Impossible Burger of podcast music? I don't know. It's yeah. a weird segue. Stuff so day. I shall go the first. Okay. Did you okay. hear Bryce Harper's affiliate? Yeah. <laughs> Is he? I didn't know. I know. They, they're letting him knock down three buildings in the city, and he can kill twenty five. He's allowed two murders like a the, year for the it's next. It's like 13. the purge. Yeah. No, I was fucking stoked. I I bought tickets. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I bought tickets anyway beforehand. Then I bought mm-hmm. tickets like the weekend right. of my birthday. So music. Yeah. Sorry, I just so, want to mention mm-hmm. Bryce Harper. So this is an oldie but a goodie. Meant to do this last year. Mm-hmm. Never got around to it. So we're doing it now. Zardoz by the Swedish band Brundle Hayes. Which I thought was called Zardoz. And I thought it was called Zardoz for the longest time. And I think a lot of people did. I want to call it Zokdox because that's what I do my like appointments under with Uh, my doctor. Zokdox. I want to call it Zardoz because it's one of the most awesome fucking movies ever. Which we will discuss afterwards. Um, So how to describe Zardoz. It's basically a lo-fi a heavy drone metal psychedelic jam band that puts you into a trance and it, it yeah very much it puts you in a trance if it was it's not as heavy as sleep no it's not heavy at all that's what i think kind of is it's like droning it. yeah and it is it's really easy just to kind of get drawn along in the slow heavy beats and then suddenly realize you haven't been breathing for the next <laughs> two minutes and and you've pissed yourself you've pissed yourself as i do often and it's really hard to describe because it's, all the songs are long they're like average seven minutes didn't bother me and that usually didn't bothered. bother me I mean you just kind of drift along with just these slow beats if the band Druid was probably ten ticks lower in tempo and speed it would remind me a bit of Zardoz or <laughs> Brundlefly Brundle Hayes they do have a song called Brundlefly mm. basically instrumentals with sort of lyrics, and a lot of times the lyrics are just clips. Yeah. Like the, we'll say the titular track Zardoz. Mm-hmm. Yes. They'll play a clip from the movie Zardoz, and they'll just they'll just play a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And then they'll maybe have another clip from Zardoz. Brundlefly. Yes. They'll play a, a clip from uh, The Fly, the uh, Jeff Goldblum one, mm-hmm. Regina Davis. Um, before she became Nosferatu. <laughs> and they'll be like, you know, I'm becoming Brundlefly. And then they'll be like, and then they'll be like, I like to eat sugar, which I assume was a line from that movie. Yeah, I think so. And etc. And that's it. It's really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it's it. Slow. It's. I listened to it twice while doing homework. Yes. It is the ultimate in background music i totally agree with you i don't know if i could be like i'm gonna put this on a dance to like if we're having wa- a, a sexy dance party nah. i would not put on uh, brundle haze no but like if you're dry i would say it's awesome driving probably soundtrack and i i just i liked it a lot I, you'd wake you'd realize you were like 10 exits you're like why am i in pittsburgh yeah i was driving to the wawa <laughs> yeah exactly um <laughs> not that it's that long 
<laughs> yeah, it's like a 33 minute. Yeah, album it's actually alone. I was shorter than I expected. Yeah, but they make up for it in quality. Yeah. Have you ever seen the the movie Zardoz? No, I have not. Are you even remotely familiar? No. Do you know uh, of a gentleman called Sean Connery, James yes. Bond, 007? Mm, heard of him. Do you know after he finished playing 007, he could not get a movie to save his life because he was typecast. And then his friend and buddy cast him in this sci-fi movie Zardoz. Okay, maybe that's where I've heard of it. It sounds vaguely familiar. I'm sure, like I've talked about it before. There's an era of sci-fi that existed before Star Wars sort of made it popular mm-hmm. culture when it's really bizarre. Um, I like, believe Chuck Klosterman described it as philosophy for dumb people, <laughs> which isn't quite true. But yeah, basically it was a really high concept and like low Like Barbarella. Action. Barbarella's old. I love Barbarella. <laughs> so but, good. Duran Duran. Yeah. But like Zardoz is basically, Sean Connery is like this barbarian in the future and they like worship guns and they just like, they just fuck all the time. But then there's like the rich people, like Heather Miriam is one of them. Oh, really? And they don't fuck all the time, but you get to see her boobies. And he's basically wearing a, a diaper, a red metal <laughs> diaper. And he has like, he's balding, but he has mutton chops. It's bizarre. I might have to check And like out. there's a giant floating head that spits out guns. And he's Zardoz, the god. And Zardoz, I'm going to spoil it for you, comes from a book. The wizard of, of Oz. Oz because it's like all wiped out. Yeah, is it's, it kind of like Live Freaky Die Freaky? How they find Helter Skelter? I mean, that that it would that would definitely be a homage to Zardoz. <laughs> but so anyway, yes, yeah, so that's a weird, really weird movie, and it is no wonder this band. He seems to be in this like this weird sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, that del- yeah. that element was definitely weaved through in their songs. I would. Say yes, more than a lot of bands like that. Yeah, and as Sweden's, they're probably getting all these movies. These are probably his first run in their theaters. <laughs> it's like you go a double feature of Zardoz and the girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that is Zardoz. Um, when did it come out last year? October of That's last right. year. I did see that. And like I said, I kept getting deferred. I think. That's cool. I, I it's definitely worth a listen. Mm-hmm. I reviewed or I listened to N- Nadar Nadar. N- it's N A D I R. I guess mm-hmm. it's Nader. Like the presidential yes, candidate? Yes, Ralph Nader. It's called Collecting Misery. came out uh, February 25th, 2019 and uh, from Queens, New York. Um, the reason I knew about this band is it is Robbie Swartwood from Off With Their Heads. He's the vocalist oh. and one, I guess, the guitarist. He's uh, the bassist in, um, I think he's the bassist in mm-hmm. Off With Their Heads. I, I enjoyed it. It was yeah. just straight up punk rock. He, <laughs> The way it is described on Bandcamp is rock punk bummer jam yeah definitely yeah yeah there's definitely a theme in this it just reminded me of straightforward punk if you like lawrence arms and nothing tin off with their heads it reminded me a little of dillinger four like at times but i i I enjoyed it the first song doomed from the start reminded me a lot of dillinger four one of my favorite songs on the album Mm -hmm. catchy he's got like gritty vocals that was a good song next song rope burns punk kind of gloomy and definitely defeated lyrics Mm -hmm. um Buried Above Ground. Reminds me of the band Jawbreakers. It's a, kind of a weird song. I feel like the vocals don't seem to match the music. It's yeah. kind of like out of time or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but it, it works with it in yeah. some strange way. But it's definitely just an, an odd song, but it, it is good. Uh, Collecting Misery, acoustic. It actually reminds me of um, the song Hospitals, an Off With Their Head song. It's very pretty and very gloomy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like it. Um, I think my favorite song was Paper Trails. And it's like catchy, it's got this nice uh, 
It has this like a guitar hook that just brings you in right yeah. away in the first 15 seconds. It's just a good, fun punk song. It reminds me slightly of the band Do Dopamines. I don't know, it's got a nice little catchy part. Yeah. Born to Die Alone. This is a happy to lucky song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is definitely a, a sad album. <laughs> Acoustic. It's got eight songs all together. Um, I, I actually really like this music for, for this album. For someone's side project, I thought it was yeah. done really well. If you're into straightforward punk with a little pop punk sprinkled into it, you'll like it. As I said, if you're into like Lawrence Arms, Dopamine's off of their heads, Don't Four, Nothing Kings, you be into this. Um, I like his vocals. He, I like this, the gritty gruffiness of yeah. it. Or just kind of neat. There's like a touch strained. But yeah. It's good, yeah. Not like over the top like, eh. Yeah. A lot of people, I, I wouldn't, I would almost say this is more rock than pop punk. Like, yeah. It's just more, more going on. Yeah. Um, as I said, it's a, it's a good punk album. Reminds me of something that might have came out in the mid 90s, mid to late 90s. Uh -huh. um, and I really enjoyed it. I would definitely check it out. I, excuse me. I know it's not really uh, your thing. I know I liked it. I actually like I liked it. Early Graves and Buried Above Ground were my two favorites, and they're kind of a bit harder on the album, I think. Mm -hmm. But no, I did like it a lot. I um, forgot about Early. Early Graves is good too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think I mentioned it, but. Hmm. Well, I just did. I actually listened to today when I was boxing. No, so. oh, nice. I am boxing. Okay. Anyway. No. <laughs> What you got next there, bro? Disclaimer. Okay. Band's French. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I'm gonna butcher every fucking thing. Not to well, maybe say I can it. help you. I All right. Speak un peu français. That means a little. Sacre French. bleu. I speak a lot of French. Yeah. I was telling your son, I think, mm -hmm. last week, right? Yeah, I think Pretty you cool. were. Yeah. I say yeah, vous. That doesn't make sense. It does. You don't understand French then. Yeah, you were like fromage means cheese. It does. It <laughs> I does. Know. Um, Swiss fromage, by the way, means Swiss cheese. Oh my goodness. Mine blown. Pensees nocturnes. Okay. Means night thoughts. Or nocturnal thoughts. So. Not to be confused with nocturnal emissions. Yes. Yes. I've never had them because I don't have a wiener. I'm like a Ken Ooh, no bung. No bung hole, no wiener. I'm truly cursed by the gods. This is my cast of Eddie's moment. As I said, I'm trying to do... One for them, one for me. Yeah. This one is for them. The best way to describe this album, it's when what people who are afraid of clowns must hear when they go to the circus. I agree. And it is, I guess, avant-garde metal. Yeah, they're saying avant-garde black metal. Yeah. Which. No. Um. You can continue. Um, I was gonna say avant-garde black metal meets circus. Yes, so circus music is the best way. It is very... Ugh! Like, I, the first time I heard it, I did not know what I was listening to. It is... Um, so again, Pentis Nocturnes is from Gay Paris, Paris, France. This is their fifth album. Mm -hmm. And they all dress... Are they dressed... all like that? Are they ever... No, they're not. The... Well, okay. yes and no. Okay. Um, and they dress like clowns. Really? <laughs> so I was watching like a live performance. Oh, really? I'm and, sure it's probably kind of nutty. Yeah, and one of them dresses like the pussycat from Kiss, except he's like stacked. The pussycat, yes. He's like he's like built and he has like blood all over himself. So he, he's he, a bloody pussy? Yeah, I think he killed. Yeah, oh, oh this vulgar. I, say, I think he killed that pussycat. Oh, wow. But so, yeah, these guys, they're like, they might be the juggalos of Paris. <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. Something <laughs> um, to research. And yeah, it's a lot of um, French cabaret, uh, klezmer instrumentation. They use accordions. They use brass instruments. They use, in an homage to the heaviest metal of them all, tuba. The tuba is featured prominently. 
And I think it was neat. Like bazookies and it's all that. And it's a guy basically screaming at you in French. It's very, very Kafka-esque. Mm-hmm. Very Fellini. And like it's, it's, very, it's a little too fast, a little too aggressive to do anything other than unsettle you. And at times it does, there are, thematically, it does veer into black metal. Mm. Apparently there's a subgenre called cosmic black metal hmm. that this is sort of part of. And yeah, it is, um, I guess the one thing I did not say was the album name, the Grand Gigunal Orchestra. Okay. Um, the Grand Gigunal was like some puppet theater. Yeah. Gigunal, Gigunal, which is actually a band that did a duet with Mischief Brew for Deadpool 2. Oh, cool. But it's also like some fucking French puppet that was a silk worker. So it's like, I don't, French are fucking weird. For some reason that, I, I heard that name from something. I don't yeah. know what. But I knew I had to do mm-hmm. something with puppets in some yeah. odd way. Yeah, it sounds, yeah, it doesn't surprise you. So, yeah, it's like a really fucked up circus if you did a whole bunch of drugs and you went and you thought it was going to be a good idea and fun, but it wasn't fun. What it reminds me of is, meow, our friend, meow. When he went to go see the <laughs> yes. picture so, show. <laughs> that's actually the best. So years ago, it's actually because it's predicated on Snowstorm. So years ago, someone, we all know, it wasn't me. It wasn't, it wasn't me. Jamie. It wasn't me. <laughs> someone bakes a batch of brownies. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's funny, so. And they were special brownies. Magic brownies. So. Yes. Let me set, and we're going to lead up to this, but I'm going to set, tell you another story related to it. So the Thursday before, Jamie, you get, like, I had to pick her up from somewhere. I don't remember. You, like, you're, I, you, you, you might have left your keys at your house, and you were at the, yeah, I, don't, I had to bring, I had to oh, pick you up Oh, I somewhere. remember one time, yeah, that happened. I forget what the hell happened. So I'd eat one of these magic brownies. Did not do anything. Now that's important and good for several reasons. One, just listen to the story, and two... Because I was driving a car. So Saturday, um, it was Rocky Horror Picture Show time. Me, Jamie, I believe Glenn yes. went. And our friend <coughs> all went. I don't and know if Glenn went or not. He met us there at least. Maybe. He's not in a Rocky Horror Picture Show. No. It was his girlfriend. It was someone then, yeah. yeah. So <coughs> I ate one of these brownies. <laughs> and <laughs> it did not sit well. And like, he goes... He must have been, like, walking in his mind in the slowest motion. And I just imagined, like, seeing trails, like, in a rush. <laughs> the, and, and he, like, after the first song, he's like, I got to go back to your house. <laughs> Which I imagine to him sounded like this. <laughs> Didn't he, like, the like it just start and he just lost Yeah, he shit. lost his shit and just started. <laughs> I can see, like, this would be the soundtrack in his head as soon as the lights yeah. went out. So, when they're doing the time warp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, probably the day after that, it was actually, it was the same year we had a snowstorm and then a week later, two blizzards. So, we were waiting for the first snowstorm and I was like buzzing around my house. I was having some fun, cooking some pigs in a blanket, watching Taken mm-hmm. with Liam Neeson. Never seen it. It doesn't mean you don't need to see it. Yeah, I know. And I ate one of these brownies. I'm sitting there eating my brownie. Watch and take him. The climax of Taken, so Taken, of course, is uh, Liam Neeson's daughter gets abducted by, like, Armenians yeah, or some shit. Yeah, so the climax is he finally finds his daughter at, like, the, the slave auction. Oh, I know it's ruined. He gets there, and I'm watching it, and all of a sudden, 
it's the opening scene from The Dark Knight when they're robbing the bank. <laughs> At that point, I go, oh, shit. <laughs> and it was not a pleasant night for me. So don't do drugs, kids. Well, so it was. It got worse. So I got to a point where it felt like every other minute of my perception was being edited out. I was jumping ahead a I'll minute at a time. I finally went to bed and I was like dying of thirst and there was no amount of water that I could drink that would make it thirsty. It was bad and it was... So yeah, don't do drugs. Yeah. But that's what this music is like listening to. It's like a nightmare-fueled circus. It might be something in like a Rob Zombie movie. I mean, too. seriously, yeah, it's like what Rob's like, like, like uh, what's his name? Uh, Captain Howdy or whatever it's would be. Captain Spal- Spalding. Spalding, yeah. <laughs> Um, Captain Howdy was D. Schneider. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, from uh, Strangeland? Yeah, something like I've that. I've never seen it, but. I did, unfortunately. Yeah. I, me and Jess watched it, just yeah. hated it. And when me, the, the band reminds me of like Gogo Bordello if they were metal and just over mm-hmm. the top. Just. Yeah. I liked it. I liked mm-hmm. a couple of the songs. Yeah. I was like, this is different, but I can't really listen more than three songs without kind of being over it. Once you get what it's about, it's a lot because it really is like it is jarring mm-hmm. perception wise in the most literal sense. And so after a while it just becomes noise and it does become hard to listen to. Yeah. I did actually consider buying this album because it'd be a weird thing just to have. Probably some cool colored vinyl as I'm well. sure, yeah. <laughs> and that's about it. So the fifth album, I did listen in to their earlier stuff. Mm-hmm. Probably earlier on, they lean more into the the actual like black metal. Okay. Like the weird instrumentation is always there, but I felt like they sort of evolved over time. To um, so that style now, so like the last album was a lot more like this album. Um, like I just can't see how you make that album over and over again. To be honest, yeah. you just kind of get old, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The French, like the cabaret music, mm-hmm. is sort of more apparent in the earlier albums than is this one. See but that. yeah, it's just. It's, it's different. It's if you're looking for something different, I think everyone should listen to it once. Be like, all right. Yeah, so that would be, of course, Pensy's Nocturnus. Cool. Grand Gordon. When did that come out, you know? February? Okay. Mid-February, So it's out this year. Yeah. Cool. All right. Word. You know who has a new, la- uh, new, you know who has who? A new album out? Who? Lady Tron. No. It's their first album out in eight years. Yeah. Their last album, if you know how to do math, was out in 2018. 20- 2011, Gravity, yeah. Sedu- Gravity the Seducer. Ah. I couldn't even remember the last album. Yeah. I'm like, is that what the one with Runaway or whatever? And mm. it wasn't that. Um, so this came out February 15th of 2019. There's like a big weird thing about it. I pre-ordered this album a year ago yeah. on Pledge Music. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know anything about Pledge no. Music. But they pretty much ran out of money and they can't pay their artists. Ooh. So I've been waiting for... I had a 7-inch... The 7-inch Animals get sent to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting on another 7-inch that was supposed to be signed by the band. And then the full album was supposed to have signed by the band. Yeah. But I, I, I probably paid close to 100 bucks for All right. these three albums. I've only received one. Yeah. But Lady of Tron refused to, refru- refuses to send anything out until they collect their money. All right. Which I don't blame them. Yeah. I knew this album was coming out, but I was waiting so long mm-hmm. for it to get sent to me. I, yeah. It kind of slipped my mind that it came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So anyway, I ended up buying it at Rock Shop. Because I was like, yeah, who knows mm-hmm. when I'm going to fucking get this. Yeah. I, I guess it's... I don't know what label they're on. I don't know if they put it out there. So yeah, I or, I'm, I'm honestly mm-hmm. not sure. And if you're not familiar with Ladytron, they're Electro Dream Pop. And they are from Liverpool. And they were started... They were formed in 1999. We would talk a lot about Ladytron if, in the past. So if you go way back to our 
or comic book shop. Yeah, Lady one. Tron. Lady, Lady Tron is a very was very big. And I would say I have to give Nick Crowley props for it. Yeah. I, I probably would have never listened to him until Nick is, Crowley yeah. played um, Seventeen. Yeah. Um, which is a great song off their first album. Twenty One Year No Fun. Yeah. Was that six or seven? Was that that album? It's like six something. Is that the one like with the elevator? Yes. So anyway, this is her first album in eight years, and it doesn't. It is awesome. Yeah, I, it is. Um, I concur. I didn't know what to think of it. It's hard to. I know um, Marnie, the lead vocalist. She's had a couple solo albums out. I yeah. got the first one, and it reminded me of Lady Tron, um, not as electro heavy. And then she had another solo album out a few years ago. I did not buy. Yeah. So anyway, the band got back together. <clears throat> the <clears throat> and it's self titled. The first track is until the fire and it kind of you're like all right this is classically yeah that's how it was when i heard yeah catchy trancy with a lot of synth and drums and it ends with a a bleak one one note synth key hold i'm like that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. next song the island dream synth pop very dark haunting lyrics um and that's pretty much a a concept that runs throughout this whole album is dark haunting lyrics yes (laughs) which you wouldn't the way Marnie sings, it kind of sounds like, hap- not happy, but I, I almost want to say this album's darker than the other previous ones. It's almost, mm-hmm. it's not like spelled out for you, but it's like, I read the lyrics and they're very, it's different lyrically wise. Yeah. Like there's just, it's not, I'm trying to think, uh, mm-hmm. it's just written, written a little more, um, I don't want to say tongue in cheek, maybe tongue in cheek. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. All right. Next, uh, next song, Far From Home is one of my favorites. Dark synth pop. Uh, kind of has this catchy dark wave synth riff sucking you in. The first time I listened to it, I didn't hear it as much today. Um, I couldn't remember the the song. The room gets higher. Oh, um, I forget the name of that song. Oh shit! It okay. started over again. Yeah, yeah, that's what it remind me of. Really good song. Is it called Fire? It probably is. That fire. song I think is yeah. <laughs> that love anyway. Going on about their lyrics, I wrote a little note forgetting. As I said, different lyrics are kind of political, but they're on a another level. Um, I never really got political off of them until mm-hmm. this. Not that they're like we are hating this world. Uh, they don't go and like bash yeah, any political fi- figure, but they they kind of, as I said, tongue in cheek talk about it. And I read a description of this album on Pitchfork, and they were described it as apocalyptic, like a soundtrack to the apocalypse. Oh, really? Hmm. I can kind of see that. Yeah. The dystopian society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite song on the album is Paper Highways. I like that song. Not my favorite, but great. Very different. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, it's not Marnie singing. I forgot to look up the other lady that um, is the other vocalist. Watch. I tend to like a little better. Yeah. It's like this monotone yeah. uh, Eastern European. Uh, yeah, it's her. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just love it. But it's dark and haunting. It starts off like this really dark electro dance, hard yeah. dance, and then it hooks you in with this like catchy, poppy. Quick chorus. Mm-hmm. Lyrically, it's like kind of desperate to like maybe find hope. I can't. Yeah. I, I I cannot. I'm, I don't really. I don't want to translate the words. But I love this song. I listen to it on my Facebook. The next song, "Animals," was one of their singles. I really like it. It reminds me of another like classic uh, Lady Tron song. Uh, I like the lyrics. There's no wrong. There is no wrong. There is no God. There is no harm. There is no love. Mm-hmm. We are more like you than. <laughs> if I could read, than the ones that you knew. And it's just pretty much saying, like, we're awful. We're pretty much like animals. You know? Yeah. Obviously, the title track. Yeah, Humanity Sucks. Where the Hell Are We Going, more or less. Mm. I really like Dead Zone. I think you might like Dead Zone. 
Yeah. I'm trying to figure out your, I guess maybe, okay, we'll go back. Yeah. Dead Zone's really good, Marnie singing. Uh, Dark Electro, it reminds me a little bit of a, how a garbage song would be. But it's very, like, kind of angry mm -hmm. lyrics. And it kind of has, like, trance-like. In the middle, I find myself, like, bobbing my head and kind of yeah. grooving. You've changed uh, synth and bass, kind of dancey doom with dark undertones, sang by Pretty Marnie and Marnie's yeah. vocals. Like, that's mm -hmm. uh, horror scope. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Which I told you to listen to. Yeah. And that is the the, uh, the other singer. It almost has like a creepy nursery rhyme feel yeah. to it. It's haunting, a little circus-like, mm -hmm. um, but it's a great song. Yeah. It ends on, I think, Tomorrow's Another Day, and that's a really mm -hmm. good song. It om I, I'm almost guessing it's ending with hope, and it has a uh, like a dream pop sound to it. Um, and it's them kind of just getting older. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I would guess. Yeah. As I said, it's a great album. I really, really enjoy it. After eight years, I'm like mm -hmm. very uh, satisfied. It's different, yet not too different to be a distraction. The more I listen to it, the more I like it. And yeah, I definitely have the thought now of like the soundtrack to like an apocalyptic yeah. breakdown mm -hmm. and a dystopian new society mm -hmm. of just fucking yeah. creatures. Anyways, yeah, Lady Tron I does not disappoint. Did Good not shit. at all. I liked it a lot. The impression I got is that these, this album is, it feels smoother mm -hmm. than other albums where something like Light and Magic or uh, Witching Hour, mm -hmm. like the keyboards are jarring and it's like more crisp. I want to buy it. And yeah. Go to Rock Shop or just order it online. I don't know if where it's online. I'm sure you can get it somewhere. I'm sure. But it's great. If you're a Ladytron fan, you should yeah. if you're disappointed then I don't know what to tell you, yeah. but uh, I really liked it. I Good shit. Check out yes. Paper Highways and Horoscope and um, Dead Zone. Yeah, until the fire I liked. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's not a song I disliked to mm -hmm. be honest. Uh, maybe my only negative is it it is a really long album. I think it's one of their longest ones. Yeah. It's probably about 45 minutes. I, I felt say. like I was surprised. I was like, wow, that's still really going awesome. on. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. It didn't bother me. But. Yeah. So Lady Tron mm -hmm. self-titled. Yeah. Good shit. Do you want to talk about the Starcrawler single real quick? Yes. Starcrawler. New single. Those crazy kids. New single. <laughs> Off Rough Trade. Yeah. My comment was like, these kids need to stop fucking around and just put out an album. <laughs> what was the song called again? I uh, don't even remember. I don't remember. I could check. It's not a big deal, but it, uh, it was really good. Yeah. Mark played it for me the other day. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure we can just check it up on Facebook. Yeah. But um, it reminded me of Veruca Salt a little yes. bit. I can't remember what else what I was said, but it has that like alt '90s feel to mm -hmm. it, and I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to whatever yeah. they're gonna bring forth next. Yeah. And like I said, it's just the fact they seem to like we have a song we're gonna make a single. Yeah, like, we're not gonna save up a whole bunch of songs and for now. I wonder you know, if they're gonna get an album out before they tour. I hope so. Yeah, we will be seeing. You would think they would. We will be seeing Starcrawler open for the Distillers. Yep, at the Union Transfer in uh, in, in June. June 1st. Yes. It sold out already. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, they had a new single out. Mm -hmm. It's good. Then, musically, the only other thing I will mention, mm -hmm. since we don't really remember the single or whatever, I got um, The Evil You Know by the Coat Hangers a week early. So, it releases uh, March 8th. I got my copy on vinyl today, probably because I'm a really important podcaster um, and not by accident. They're like, oh, Trash South Street? In my head, believe me, I had the fantasy. I had the fantasy discussion. She Gets Around is the... She Gets Around, is yes. Is the Starcrawler, yes. sorry. And I'm going to review it next time, but I will say I'm really liking it. It's, uh, I feel like it's a little more lo-fi and raw than their previous albums. Hmm. Uh, so far, our favorite two songs are... Uh, 
Stranger Danger, mm-hmm. and Fuck the NRA. Yeah, what's, I wonder what that's about. It's about the the Roosevelt Works Administration from the 1930s. <laughs> and the other thing I'll say is the last song is a super downer. Oh, okay. But in a good way. Yeah. So that's it. I thought you were going to do some I'll reading say, I read stuff. a book right. about music. What book did you read? So for Christmas this year, I was gifted. By the coolest person ever. Yeah. Uh, Miles Davis. <laughs> I got uh, David Bowie in Oral History by Dylan Jones. And David Bowie, or David Bogey, as he is sometimes called, was a performer mm. who played rock and roll music yes. and changed his appearance and, and who did a wrote lot of the cooking. Book? What? Dylan Jones. Okay. I don't know, I remember that. Cobbled together from a whole bunch of interviews about David Bowie or interviews where they talk about David Bowie. And you get a lot of really good insight into what it was like to know him. Mm-hmm. Probably got more information about his early life than I'd ever heard before. Just like growing up. I didn't like to give you a couple of like things I found fascinating in the book. So he actually tried for something like 10 years to become a, a, a musician. Doesn't surprise me. And they sort of said a lot of what happened with the Ziggy Stardust was uh, once he became rich, he became famous, he realized he didn't particularly want to be famous anymore. So that's one thing. I'll give you five facts. Okay. Five surprising facts. Okay. But David Bowie in oral history by Dylan Jones. <laughs> Gifted to me on Christmas Day by Father Christmas. All right. The a King song. I think it's by the Kings. Father Christmas. Give us Earth the Ramones. I don't know. Fucking. Anyway, number one. So we all know David Bowie liked to do cocaine in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Apparently he liked to do... He loved to do cocaine... To the extent where he didn't want to travel. He didn't want to get up and walk across the room to do cocaine. So what he would do is he would take a big old pile of coke by the mix table. A big old pile of coke by the uh, the piano. And a big old pile of coke by the microphone. They recorded his vocals. So he could do coke wherever he was. Smart man. Pharmaceutical grade coke. Damn. He died. He like OD'd like three times. Coco Schwab, who is his uh, long-term assistant, mm-hmm. said there are times that she'd just find him on the ground and she'd take the mirror and put it under his nose to make sure he was breathing. <laughs> and people also talked about they'd actually have to do cocaine because he would not stop working. Number two, his relationship with Iggy Pop. Sort of well known that he uh, helped Iggy Pop out. Yeah. Um, a big thing was he taught Iggy Pop how to sing because Iggy Pop had blown out his vocal cords with the Stooges so David Bowie sort of had to teach him how to sing as a baritone and also how to not destroy his voice. Interesting. Um, three. Blondie. Mm. Blondie opened for David Bowie when he was the Thin White Duke. And she's like, he taught me a lot about music. Now one might take that to mean, like, oh, he taught me about songwriting and music and performing. He's like, no, he actually taught her the technical aspects of stagecraft and how to perform on stage in the technical sense, like mic technique and stuff, which is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So that's three. Number four. No one liked Angela Bowie. It's not really a surprise. No one liked Angela Bowie. Um, okay. But I'll give you four B. He was friends with like the guys from Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. Like really good friends. Like he, they were personal friends, which is a really weird thing. Number five, the most surprising thing. Okay. He tried to get these Spiders from Mars back together after he recorded. He went through the Thin White Duke stage, I believe. Mm-hmm. He wanted to tour again with the Spiders from Mars. 
And Mick Ronson, the guitarist, was like, fuck you, fucko. So they did. It's really good. Like, it was, like I said, it was all interviews over the years. Um, some of the interviews I actually recognized because I had read them before. Hmm. And yeah, it was very interesting. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yes. It's good stuff. Yes, bookie books. Yeah. I'm still reading my book, but my, yeah. my Muzak book. Uh, I'm still reading The Alienist. I'm uh, like, because I've been kind of slammed with some schoolwork, mm-hmm. so I'm only on page like, 175 yeah. like a third through it but it's mm-hmm. been good yeah so what else going on anything nothing much no. school mm-hmm. snow yeah I don't think I we have all them witches at the end of the month all them witches um and then I have in April I got a couple shows I'm gonna see um Cro-Mags and Municipal Waste mm-hmm. and and then I'm seeing uh, Galjoy on Easter. Yeah. Mm. Cannot wait. And then I think May is, I'm seeing the Hives and yeah. Refuse. And yeah. then Billy Joel. BJ. Getting the BJ. Yeah. At mm. CBP. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. That's, uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've just been kind of busy. I saw mm-hmm. the Lego movie. Saw Lego oh, 2. Oh, that's exciting. That's all right. Yeah. I didn't see the first one, but I followed mm-hmm. along. Victor wasn't it too okay. complicated for you? No, it wasn't too complicated. It was yeah. a little long for Victor, but uh, he was mm-hmm. all right. Was Princess Unikitty in it? Yes. All right, good. She's yeah. pretty cool. Thank Christ. Yeah, she was awesome. Yeah, I love her, yeah. Princess <laughs> Unikitty's the tapes. Victor's like, Kitty! Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Um, That's about yeah, it. Yeah, we seem to be petering out. I'm yeah, to think, uh, I, the Oscars, I told you, I, I, the only parts I caught was, um, I think, Best Supporting. Yeah. Uh, actor, and then I saw um, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga do the Shallow or whatever the Shallows yeah. for um, mm-hmm. Best Stars Born or yeah. whatever. I saw him perform that, and it was good. And then uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. I got other shit to watch. Uh, didn't really care, although I was very excited that Olivia Coleman won for mm-hmm. The Favorite. Yeah, normally I watch. I just wasn't. No one gave a shit this year. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was. Like, I didn't really care about seeing. I wanted to see The Favorite, and I just ran out of time yeah. to see it. Um, I, I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody. I did. Yeah, yeah you said you liked yeah, Remy Malik, but he probably deserved an Oscar. Yeah, that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really about yeah. it. I can't think of too much other stuff mm-hmm. that has went on. Yeah, poopy doopies. Yeah, maybe we'll just call it because I can't think of anything else. So. Yeah, I have a gas bubble. Ooh, I hope that's not a vomit house. No. All right, word. I guess. Uh, you find us the usual places. Yeah, trashsalestreet.com or yes, trash and Facebook's the best place to yeah. find us. Please, if you do listen to us, rate us mm. on on um, Apple on yeah. iTunes review because you know, that helps us and stuff. Yes. With our many sponsors. Yes. Um, and all right, we'll see you in a couple weeks. I think we'll do a topic. Yeah. Have a topic I've been wanting to do for a while. Cool. Ooh, yeah. mystery. Mm-hmm. You'll have to wait. Yeah. All right. It's about quipped. Yes. Wait, what's your favorite fucking toothbrush? <laughs> All right, everyone. Later. All right. Happiness is for suckers. We're trolls of love. I hate love. It's awful. Isn't that? Don't follow your heart, and it's a garbage song. I'd say it is a garbage song, it right? It is a garbage song. Do 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 do. Yeah, it's kind do, of a dumb do, song. Do 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 do. Do.